0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Realist Pod. We're back, like a bad smell. Hey, Jules. Hey, Steve. <laughs> Steve I never call you Steve. Hey, Steve. Um,
1: what do we talk about tonight? I answer to anything. You do. <laughs> we're talking about dealing with difficult people. Yeah, okay. And giving uh, giving some tools on how to tackle them.
0: Yeah, we also get our first email, which we're very excited about. And um, we talk a bit about jealousy and envy.
1: Yeah and yep. um and and ways ways to be more um i guess uh skillful empathetic might be yeah you know, definitely yeah in, but but join that empathy enjoy well. other people's joy yeah
0: so yeah. um thanks for joining us again and if you want to email us email us at the realist pod at gmail.com and um sit back and enjoy the episode
1: Tomatoes, potatoes, potatoes. Existential. Crisis. Drifting. Drifting.
0: Ever so. Burnouts. Burnouts. (laughs) So I think I'm a lot lot louder than you are, but that's because of my mic. I need to step back? I know, I'm going to bring my mic down because...
1: Potatoes. Okay, go. Is that good? Yeah, it's always good, baby. Okay. What are we drinking tonight? Red wine. Mm. Some sweet, sweet... Red wine, <laughs> nay. Nice. What is it? Cab Sav, I think. Cab Sav, this is a leftover. It's a leftover, yeah. Nays, nice. <laughs> but I do have a bottle of uh, two thousand and four Pinot Noir. I don't. Is that good? I hope so.
0: Now, is it true Noir means black? I don't know because um, my daughter watches a show called Cat Noir, mm. and I'm pretty sure it's French for black, but I don't know. I don't know either. Right, what have you got for us? Uh, we're back, like a bad rash. We're back.
1: Yeah, we're probably a week overdue. I'd say.
0: Yeah, definitely. Look, um, had a bit of trouble with um iTunes, like just segregating me. But it seems like every provider of any utility I've got at the moment is just sort of like um, it's a battle with no matter what. So I'm just accepting the battle. That's what I've got to deal with, <laughs> and I'm just pushing through.
1: Yeah. But that's fine. They do seem to enjoy taking advantage of people. It often
0: feels like a complete uphill battle no matter what. And you're just like, oh, which motherfucker is going to take some money out of my wallet this week? There's a rego, insurance, Telstra. Plenty of hidden costs. Always. Always some hidden costs. In the fine print. That's all right.
1: But yeah. All right. What have we got today? Um, well, someone wrote in which we're going to get to later. Aren't yeah,
0: we someone wrote in with some problems which is well like problems, dilemmas, things to talk about. So mm. I picked one and I'm going to we're going to we're going to mull that over with something that sort of resonated with me a little bit today, but I know you've I know you love the topics. I know you've got some stuff in that
1: barrel ready to be fired. I do. I do have some stuff. So um I don't really know where to start. It's kind of hard. Probably the to, beginning, I reckon. Uh, yeah, but it's not like a story. Okay. So it's really hard to start at the beginning when uh, I've got all sorts of topics that are, you know, there's no structure to it really or no order. But uh, I think a first, the first uh, thing to talk about would be when there's a difficult person in your life. Okay. Now, is yeah. this something that's happening with you now?
0: Is it why it's resonating, or is it is it just yeah. a thought you had?
1: No, recently I've um, been really struggling with a, a difficult person in my life. Okay. Um, Do we elaborate
0: before we get to the solution? Do you want to elaborate so it gives a bit of a path to your solution?
1: Basically, um, one person's uh, actions and words are affecting have been affecting a lot of people. Okay, but. The difficult thing is that this person doesn't realize the effect that it's having. Okay. Because in their mind, they're not doing anything wrong. Now, is this person in an an environment where
0: you can remove yourself from that environment or is this in an environment where you have to tolerate this person? That's right. You're you're not able to remove yourself. Because I'd say in some cases when you're dealing with someone who's difficult, like my recommendation to a lot of people would just be like, you know, if it's easiest, just try and remove yourself from that person as a, as a beginning step. Whether you need to reconcile later on or move on from what, any point, like I'd say always the start point is like, just remove yourself for a short sure while.
1: Absolutely. I think that's the best way to approach something like this, like yeah. a really difficult person. But unfortunately, you can't always do that. Like say it's a family member, mm. you can you can step away.
0: I think so. I think that's important in some cases, especially with family, to step away. And be, and I think in a lot of cases, it also can bring on conversation as to why that's happening, and then can be a good like good topic starter in regards to getting that conversation moving.
1: Definitely, um, because people people tend to ignore um, like even what the majority says. Yeah, It's like. Um, it, it, things become like a, an us versus, uh, him or her mentality. Yeah. And if it's a big tantrum
0: involved in a storm out and a blowout, it kind of, it kind of, um, muddies the water of,
1: um, the validity of whatever your issue is in a lot of ways. Definitely. Um, yeah, I guess, um, yeah, I don't want to go into too much detail about yeah. it because it's, it's sort of a personal issue, but. Um, I think a lot of people can relate to having a really difficult person in their life that they can't remove themselves from. Yeah. Um, and no matter how much they try and talk to this person, they won't change. Um, they might, they might say they will try to change. Yeah. But then they always revert back to, uh, what they've always done kind of thing and their actions don't, um, follow in line with their words is
0: the refusal to change a conscious decision or an unconscious decision do you think hard to say
1: yeah hard to say um i wish i knew i don't think in this example the person actually knows
0: yeah i mean of course there can be it could be either either but yeah i mean in your situation specifically just because that could be another variable again like you know if you can remove yourself or not from the situation it could also be a situation of like maybe someone doesn't completely know that they're doing that kind of shit definitely yeah um but this person is not this person is you think is unaware
1: yeah i think i think yeah. mostly um yeah i think uh it, it sort of it brings me to an important point that i've worked out yeah with people and that is that uh and it, like most people know this but um actions and words are very different <laughs> like yeah <laughs> you know um Oh boy, I'm someone that uh, I really stick to my word. yeah, and I guess it's kind of an old school um, mentality where if you agree on something or shake someone's hand, and make a deal, that to me is is quite uh, strongly binding. Yeah um, you're a man of your word, definitely like even if like uh, in business or personal life, if I make a deal and even if I'm gonna break even or run at a loss. I'll stick to, I'll honor that deal. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know why or where it comes from. I mean, I know why, because it's sort of, um, it maintains, um, I guess, honor and integrity. Yeah. And I just feel like without that, um, you know, you're quite a shallow, dishonest person. Yeah. So that's really important to me. I guess it's probably, it's just one of my biggest values. Definitely. Um, yeah, so it doesn't mean you, you sugarcoat anything or, or um, you know, sort of mislead people, but you, um, you definitely just stick to your word. Yeah. Um, let your actions be in line with what you're saying. Yeah, okay. And I just, I find most difficult people don't do that. Yeah. You know, they say one thing and they do another.
0: I think it's the easy out for a lot of people. It's really like, and I think it's a lot of people feel that like, I don't know like the first step towards anything is always admitting there's an issue if there is one. And I think a lot of people it's like, well if I just do that, if I just admit there's an issue. It's like that deflection. I'll admit there's an issue. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But but, but doing something and actually making the change is so massive. It is. And I think that's awesome that when you actually see that in someone else then you can think like, fuck. What am I doing in my life where I'm doing that? Yeah. Cuz you know, it's so we're so it's so easy to put eyes on someone else and often it's your own flaws in other people not always but you know often it's your own flaws that you see in other people that like can really piss you off definitely yeah we not saying that's the case with you but yeah. no oh, obviously not i'm yeah you're pretty, fucking perfect pretty close Look to at perfect. you apparently your voice is sexier than mine <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah several people have said no, that <laughs> keep hearing about it jesus um so <laughs> so um yeah i guess um Yeah, deflecting is a big thing that I've learned about recently. Um, People deflect in all different ways. Um, One of the most common ways to deflect from a serious issue will be by using humor.
0: I'd I'd definitely be guilty of that. Mm. I think you've probably witnessed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's really really thought out and tactical and it's a really good way of, say, let's say narcissistic people to avoid the real issue yeah okay um now we're not talking about a one on one issue where one person says to a so called friend you know um you know like please stop uh being the way you are, like you know your words are hurtful you're yeah you're sort of you're a toxic person, we're talking about uh you know multiple people having yep. the same view of one person yeah okay, you know and I often think in that kind of um setting my analogy is like is is one person you know wrong and crazy or is everybody yeah you know, often we, I can't think of a time where the majority you know four five six people are all wrong and yeah. one person's right it so like that saying it's
0: like one person calls you a horse and you're like oh they're an idiot two people call you a horse and you're like oh that's weird and three people call you a horse it's time to go buy a saddle is so that the whole situation <laughs>
1: Yeah, I that's a, actually, that's a grossly <laughs> simplified version yeah. of what you just said. I, I
0: can't think of anyone, any person that's a horse, but uh, no. What's that for BoJack? Have you ever watched BoJack? Can recommend uh, yeah. Bo- BoJack Horseman is dark, but it's brilliant. Yep, very like. Oh, listen to that. Bit of a psychological humor as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so I guess my tip uh, for people to to help deal with a difficult person. Yeah. Um, is to be hyper aware of them deflecting when okay. they're trying to talk to them about serious issues, yeah, and try, the, try to bring them back onto the point. And, um, you have to be quite careful and tactful, yeah. Um, you know, timing is very important because often toxic people or you know, narcissistic people are, are very like can be very sensitive and overreact yeah. and use t- uh standover tactics. Okay. So you need to sort of pick and choose your time to try and um uh sort of get your point across. Yeah. And and then really you you actually have to um uh be quite sort of over the top and really drive it home. Yeah. Cuz it doesn't seem to sink in in my experience. You know, they even if you get them to admit there's a problem and they'll say they'll try and change, you know, the next day, as early as then, you know, they're they're back at it.
0: Well, I think it comes down in a lot of cases. I mean, I can relate this to some of my own experiences with certain people, not so much dealing with someone who's narcissistic and who doesn't listen, but someone who, when you do bring up an issue, automatically goes into defense mode. And I think that defense mode can manifest yeah. itself in a lot of different ways. And in like the way that you're talking about, it's to get out of the conversation. Yes. In any in any like, like desperation, like, you know, what can I do to get out of this conversation? Can I say one thing and do another? Can I make some horrific jokes? Or can I just pretend I'm acknowledging everything and then walk away from it? Or can I just explode and be super over the top emotional and stuff like that. Like it's there's so many facets to that defense mode that's, that we see in everyone. Like I yeah. mean I like we in my own relationship, I have to be with my wife, I have to be very careful because often I have I, I try not to make her feel attacked because she has a she's she's spent with with all the illnesses and stuff that have gone on in her life, I feel that she often feels um she feels <sighs> There's no really nice way to put it, but I think she feels a bit of a victim sometimes. And I don't mean the victim of like, like, (laughs) like virtue signal, like victim where it's just like, no, something happened on the internet. I guess I'm going to become a victim. I just mean like, she's had so much horrible stuff going on for a very long time, like serious illnesses and stuff like that. I think it's sort of become an unconscious habit a little bit. So I think she automatically gets on the defense in a lot of cases. And a lot of times I just like have to just be like, what's okay. Like just, I understand what you 're doing like but you just need to come back come back here a minute because like you know i 'm not actually attacking you, I just really yeah. need to talk
1: to you about something kind of serious. I think that touches on what we talked about last time, where you talk to when you're talking to someone um, about issues, yeah. they instantly feel like you're attacking them, yeah, or like you know better than them.
0: Yeah, and I think I think it's quite common in relationships as well, especially when a relationships where like the communication might be down for whatever reason, and I don't mean always down, I just mean maybe there's a certain issue that's, you know, pulled communication down or something like that, or maybe you've just sort of drifted a little bit, you know, during the relationship or something, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's... And possibly
1: the time you've been together too. Yeah,
0: like absolutely. Like if
1: you've been together, you know, five, six, seven years or longer, Yeah, um, there's a lot of familiarity there. Yeah. And, um, you know, apparently familiarity, it's a hard word to say, uh, <laughs> breeds contempt. Yeah. And I think that's very true. Well, also as well, you know, it's your partner. And
0: and sometimes if your partner's bringing something up, you're like, you're meant to have my back. Yeah. So, yeah. exactly,
1: I get it. Um, so how did you deal with your issue? Uh, with your difficult person? Yeah, so... I've actually overcome it now okay um, which is good um, circumstances were quite interesting which I won't go into just because of privacy I won't go into the details exactly but yeah it seems like um, after you know multiple times like three four times over a, a month just reinforcing um, my opinion um, yeah I just seem to Make a bit of ground, yeah, and get through. I think. Okay,
0: yeah. Now this is an environment where your opinion was needed. Yeah, this wasn't you just being like, "I really think that people shouldn't shoot ducks." This was a this yeah, is a, that's right. Just because I just want to clarify.
1: Yeah, this situation was um, based on. Uh, I guess we were on the the same level. Okay, so this is like a, and there was a there was a, an exact. Um, Equal amount of respect for each other, yeah. So our opinions towards each other were well, you know, should have been well received, yeah. It wasn't just, you know,
0: yeah. And this an is an environment that you can't, <laughs> you can't remove this person from. You've got to, you've got to essentially you've got to work through it. Guilt, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Anything else wasn't really an option. Um, so this wasn't me on the internet arguing with the coalition against dark shooting. No, okay,
1: good, gotcha. There's was a little bit more, um, a bit more bit more depth to it okay a little less emotion more depth yeah um so so how did you
0: overcome it let's 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 can we dive into that a little Um, bit more like what tactics did you use is there any tactics
1: that you can explain that you've yeah so i guess not so much tactics i i dealt with it by using uh logic yeah and facts that's a tough one People hate logic and facts. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They really do. This is
0: 2019, um, no time for logic or facts. Yeah, all let's, emotion let's run on all run
1: Emotion and stress and uh, preconceived ideas, and I could just go on about emotions all are important. Things. Like I was talking about this with someone the other day.
0: Like emotions are important, but like you got to keep them in check. Yeah, or else everything just goes. You, you
1: never go. want to react or speak on emotion.
0: Yeah, yeah. What about in the bedroom? Say, oh sorry oh. yeah i look oh i love you i mean <laughs> i think we're talking about
1: two different things here <laughs> don't worry, i'll cut that out or will i um so um yeah giving examples okay you know examples where say the person made you feel uncomfortable yeah and where you thought their behavior was unacceptable and and combine that with other people's examples. Yeah. So then you've got this, and it, it's weird. You're sort of building this case of that appears like us versus him or her. Yeah. But it actually is that. Okay. Uh, I I don't have the tools to uh, try to, to 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 tackle it in any other way. Yeah. I just um, yeah, I just did what I could using facts and logic. Yeah. Um, and every time. So it's just hyper aware. Every time things were deflected, yeah, you're onto it. I would, yeah, I'd just be onto it, and I'd yeah. be like, "You're deflecting. Stop, stop." That's good. Um, yeah, so- and eventually, you can get through it. So I have
0: a difficult person in and it's a, a similar situation. Um, and I know you've just been like, "Get out of there, mate!" But this is a person that I would consider that I have to work with constantly, and I and I have. I really, I have a really difficult time with them, and I love them the bits, but sometimes I'm just like, it's exhausting being around them, and I still haven't worked out a way to handle it properly, Mm. and it's really, it's really hard, and I, and I'm not quite sure yet how to deal with it, and it's something that
1: I'm gonna, I'm trying to assume I know who it is, but I don't. Yeah, you do. I don't. I don't right now. Okay. I got to be
0: honest. <laughs> okay, yeah, but it's just it's a situation that I find really difficult and this person can be really draining and and um very hard to deal with and I haven't quite worked out a way. And it's hard because I don't want to out them because I care about them but I just really struggle with dealing with it. But that's that can be a tricky minefield as well, even getting to a point where you can ask for help on how to deal with someone because, you know, depending on who you're talking to... you got to be careful Absolutely, who you ask. You can yeah. get some terrible opinions. Terrible opinions and then also your trust could be abused. Yeah. And it could get back to someone else and I think that's... Yeah, that's tricky.
1: Yeah. Because, like,
0: look at me and you right now dodging around saying people's names. Even for our own sake, there's no one listening to this that would know who
1: the fuck we're talking about. But we're still mildly concerned yeah. and willing to preserve... I think it's important um, just to keep it keep them anonymous. Oh, so anyway. do I. But I'm just saying, there's that like there's that level. Like it's a shame we can't just be completely honest yeah. about it. Yeah, I guess so. But um, but yeah, so that's something I, that I'm gonna also. Learn. It is really, it is just our opinions and our encounters. Yeah. You know? It's just our, our take on it. I think, I
0: think it's definitely harder in a, in a position where you can't remove yourself from the person. When you're working with them, you're associated with them or something like that where you literally can't just be like, you know what, you're difficult, I need a break from you. If it's in a position where yeah. you can't do that.
1: Well, we've both done that plenty with people that we could. Yeah, and apparently guys. people have done it
0: through us as well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah look whatever makes them happy when you get
0: ghosted by someone like i really like that person no
1: (laughs) i guess not did you really like that person though yeah okay i think so (laughs) yeah (coughs) all right so yeah what else have you got for me? i guess that topic is um just to clarify okay well that'll be good because i might try and come back to you with um with i might what what advice can you give to me Give me something. Give me something. To be honest, I can't think who this person is. Okay. Yeah, I, I feel...
0: It's... I'm going to bleep this out. I don't know. I'm just reminding myself. For future editing, Julian,
1: please edit this out. It's... <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I have a really good understanding of that person also. You do. Um, but... So, what did you want? Some tips?
0: Yeah, give me some tips. Oh, right. How do I deal with
1: difficult behavior? I feel like I've given you all the tips yeah, but, over the last Oh, well, hang months. on. Let
0: me just psychic them into into anyone who's listening's minds. Thanks for that. Okay, <laughs> cool.
1: Now everyone's up to date. Yeah, it's all done now. Yeah. Um. Okay. Number one. Yeah. My number one tip for dealing with a, a narcissist or a toxic person, right? Yeah. Do not entertain their nonsense. Okay. You can't. Yeah. You do it the first time and they will take advantage forever after yeah okay so what happens there in my experience is if you entertain their bullshit yeah they subconsciously and consciously take that as they're doing the right thing and they've gotten away with it and they'll keep doing it okay does that make sense yeah yeah so you have to the first time it happens you have to call them out instantly which is difficult because it, it causes it could cause drama, but also it it'll catch you off guard. Yeah, you'll be like, "What is what's going on? <laughs> what is this?" Um, when they sort of have a moment of, of chaos. Yeah, or or you know, say something uh, and and sort of stick to it full on, and you you're like, "What are you doing? Like, why are yeah. you overreacting?" Yeah, yeah, and but if they get away with it. That tells them that they they can keep doing it, so don't put up with it. Okay. Be harsh.
0: Okay. Even if this yeah. person is super defensive and aggressive,
1: just use facts and logic. Okay. That's all you can do. Yeah. And then you're going to have to try really hard not to get emotional.
0: Yeah. See, so well. I do. Str- I struggle with that.
1: Yeah. As I, I let, I
0: let, I often let people who are um, fired up or aggressive when I know that it's just a defense mechanism or it's just um, emotion, I often take it super, like, heavy. Yeah. Like, and, and it makes me feel sick. Not sick but, like but I'm going to vomit, but just that gross stomach it's tension. Just,
1: that's just a form of them deflecting.
0: Yeah, you're right, I guess. They, so as
1: soon as it triggers your emotion, yeah, they win. That's what I'm
0: like, ah <laughs> oh. But maybe that's one of those moments where I should should take note and be like, oh, this is classic deflection.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because they're they're trying to push your buttons. They're trying to do anything they can to get you off topic. Yeah. They're masters at it. They're good at it, for sure. They've got a lot of... They've been doing it for years. Like, I mean, I'm no qualified anything. Yeah. (laughs) I've never had a job interview. Really? Yeah, never. Ever? Never. Can we do one? Just like a I pretend one. I don't need a job. No, nah,
0: uh, just, just so you know what the rest of us schmucks feel like. All us regular jack
1: who've got to go... I should just go for a, a job application somewhere. We should definitely do that. That'd be fun. Let's do it. Okay. Okay, so what, my point is um, I believe that all of this deflecting toxic behavior, yeah. narcissism, uh, standover tactics, manipulation, yeah. et cetera, uh, comes from... Uh, the way these people were brought up yeah now I now I know who you're talking about but can you think of a possibility where their upbringing has affected the way they are their personality where they've oh. needed to cope by deflecting and being emotional and stamping their yeah. feet to get what they want Yeah, I think so yeah and same with me yeah same okay. with my example yeah you know it's a, it's a defense mechanism. Yeah, okay. And you know if they're between 25 and 35 years old, yeah, which they are. Um that's a lot of years to practice it. Yeah. And you know I know that me and you have done a lot of uh a heap of self-reflection, yeah, and self-development and self-growth over the last year or two in particular. Yeah. Now we've become self-aware enough to realize where some of our traumas come from yeah
0: it's funny i feel like um in this last year of um really massive attempts at self-growth i find that i'm so much quicker to put eyes on myself about stuff now
1: yeah which is scary and difficult it is
0: quite difficult because all of a sudden you're just like oh my god there's so much wrong with me
1: yeah i was about to (laughs) say the first thought is
0: What's wrong with me? <laughs> everything, apparently.
1: Well, not everything. No,
0: but you know, you're know, you like, oh, I do this, I do that. Oh, my God, I've got these traumas, that trauma's... Oh, I've got this issue, and this mm. triggers me, and like, yeah. It's nuts, yeah. I guess. It's but si- it's only
1: bad if you don't resolve it. Like, we're both always making the effort well, to resolve it. Well,
0: again, it's one of those situations where it's like knowing's half the battle, and I think in a lot of... I feel of-
1: like knowing in with what we're talking about is less than half the battle. I feel like it's only 30%. Are you talking about in your own self-reflection or are you talking no, about... No, with everyone. I feel like I've got so many examples of people being self-aware yeah. and then going, no, nah, fuck it. I'm just going to keep being a dick.
0: Huh. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But then again, I, I think some people just r- just can talk a really good game. How do you mean? I think we both know people that are really good at just talking really great and you're like, yeah, really, they really understand what I'm talking about. They're onto it. And then... Again, action's completely different.
1: True, which is another form of deflection. Yeah. It's like. Putting it's all up, about the
0: deflection, isn't it? It
1: is. There's it, so much deflection. Yeah, we're going to have to call this episode. Deflection. Some kind of uh, superhero themed deflection man. But well, his power is having a lot of trauma. He <laughs> <laughs> just deflects
0: everything. What, what's a classic, like, it's something in pop culture that really just screams deflection? What do you think of when you uh, think deflection?
1: In, in pop culture.
0: I'd have to go with Lilat Wars. Do you remember Lylat Wars on Nintendo 64? Oh, vaguely. Where, you, where when you're getting shot at, you could tap R and be like, do a barrel roll. And, like, and all the bullets would shoot off <laughs> That is the best barrel roll reflection.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I would just or say... boxes
0: Down B in Smash Brothers. I
1: would just say social media, like Facebook. <laughs> oh, God. Like, that's full of it. It's nuts, man. People like, can say anything they want and there's no repercussion. So... This is this can be a segue
0: because I know we're good at segues. And let's let's, have we
1: finished what we were saying? I think
0: so. Let's let's let me deflect to this segue, and I want you to just give it a mark out of ten, all right? Okay, what were we talking about again? Social media, okay. So, with the recent incidents that have been happening around the world, yeah, with everything that's going on, social media is becoming just a bombardment of negativity. Um, I know we've always made a conscious effort to do our best not to talk about politics, but like you're just getting politics rammed in your face. Um, The division amongst people, people that are like I would consider friends because of like political opinions, like unpopular opinions. Like there's so much negativity on Facebook at the moment and social media in general that like I almost have this like repulsion to it. That's interesting. See, I haven't noticed. Haven't you? No. You're not on there that much. No. You're very smart with your social media. You're how I (laughs) aim to be one day with band stuff and other promotional stuff, which I would just like to focus Mm. all the social media stuff on that. But I find myself getting wrapped up and people drag me in. I have friends that tag me and stuff that they know is going to fire me up. Then unfriend them. No, they're my friends.
1: (laughs) No, they're not. In real life and the internet. Yeah, but leave them just friends in real life.
0: Yeah, you're right. How about that? Yeah. Isn't it weird though? Isn't it weird though? Like if you deleted someone, you're like, I really like this person. They're one of my closest friends, but they keep tagging me in stuff about something that riles me up. Hmm. I'm just going to delete them. You would have to justify your actions to that person (laughs) because they'd be like, hey, you They probably wouldn't even notice. You know what I reckon? Probably not. What about next time they go to tag me in some duck shooting nonsense? (laughs) Block them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um yeah yeah look there how do you deal with the bombardment like like look, so you're good at it because you're not on there yeah there's look, gotta I, be people on there so you're wondering are you wondering why there's all this stuff no i know why there's stuff in there because if it bleeds it leads and everyone
1: wants everyone well,
0: it doesn't matter how shocking it is now everyone wants attention and validation
1: i think a lot of it is to inspire fear which then creates more consumerism. Yeah, I would agree with that. In, especially in a poor, uh, declining economy Yeah, when people aren't buying as much. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't buy into any of that. Yeah. So what tips would you give people to... Just don't do it. <laughs> get off the... Get off the... Get off the gear. Get off the gear. Yeah. I was six months clean of Facebook. Yeah, you Felt were. So good. You got back on because of the ladies. Well... Yeah. Yeah, Your pursuit to find ladies. Turns out if you get someone's phone number, it's a lot nicer to chat on the phone or... Well, see, that's something that you do that I think is very admirable. People, a lot of people are scared of talking on the phone. They think it's only for texting and Facebook.
0: Well, I said to you the other day that one of my friends calls me on the
1: phone. Yeah. And I was like,
0: it's really strange because like I don't, none of my other friends do it except for you. Like we talk, but we're like family. Mm. Whereas like I have other friends that like I am very close with but when I get a phone call from them to just chat, I'm like, like almost like itching to You're apprehensive yeah yeah it's not, it's not really it's not anxiety level of apprehension but
1: there is like this weird like feeling of like what do they want or oh, they just want to chat? Oh. Do you as you go to like what's wrong with them? Like, is there something wrong? No, I, I question you, myself. Or do you go, what do they want from me?
0: Often, well, I, the amount of times like. So the conversation will be like, hey, how are you going? Yeah, good. How are you? Yeah, not bad.
1: What can I do for you? Yeah. Which is like, you know. You, you often say that to me. and I'm like, I don't really want anything. <laughs> do I? Sometimes, yeah, you just go to it. Well, I don't want you to think that I don't want to talk to you. I don't want anyone to think I don't want to talk to them. It's my
0: own issue, clearly. But it is weird now that we're at a point now where it's like, that's that's odd. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, it shows because you're trying to talk it's to It's not people. really odd, though.
1: But you want to talk to people and they're like nervous about talking to you. Yeah, but um, instant messaging is where it's at for most people. Is that because it's a little bit safer, a little bit easier? I think it's because you can shoot off a message and... Walk if, away. Yeah, the person can reply when they want. If you call someone and they don't answer, yeah, you know, they've then got to call you back. Then they've got to assess things like, have I got enough time? Yeah. Do I have reception? Yeah. And then for the real like... Odd bunch. Do I have enough phone credit?
0: (laughs) Do people still do that? Yeah, I know a few. Really? Yeah. Because I thought credit now was
1: just download. I unfriended them. Did you? Yeah, good. (laughs) Then we're never Facebook friends to start with.
0: They can't afford Facebook, so don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, that was an interesting segue. How do you rate it, though, as far as segues go? Oh, Deuce, deuce and a half. All right, let's
0: play a game. We'll acknowledge it now, but never acknowledge it ever again. Is we'll rate each other's segues. Okay. The next episode. So next episode, you would hypothetically rate the segues for this episode.
1: Right? Can I do it now? Yeah, I don't. Rate? I
0: don't know if we did any good segues last time because when we weren't aware oh, of the game. I mean, for the one you just did. Yeah. Okay. Go.
1: But well, we'll, well what's yeah. the scale? Like, let's go. What? Let's go.
0: One out of five out of five out of five yeah five being tip top that it was
1: pretty solid it was probably a three yeah okay because it's going to be better when we don't acknowledge them yeah because then when you listen back to it i only marked that facebook segue i marked you down because you're like all right all right segue segue." i completely (laughs) announced it yeah yeah you did okay (laughs) which kind of made it funny so what have you got a topic next or am i going again
0: um, sure, go again. I've got. I. I really want to tear these emails apart, and I think it might take up a bit of time. So, all right. Well, I'll. I'll keep it light then. Yeah. No. 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 I'm not saying that, but
1: like I'm just saying like I've saved all my energy for that. I wasn't actually going to keep it light. Okay. Keep it heavy. I just thought that's what you wanted to hear. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So, did you know? I don't know how true this fact is, which means it's not a fact. Anyway, I'm rambling. Yep. Apparently, if you earn. $35,000 or more per year, Yeah, you're actually in the top 1% of income earners in the world. Apparently, that's a statistic. Is that Australian dollars or American? Because <laughs> <laughs> our exchange rate's pretty shit at the moment. Let's say Aussie dollars. It okay. doesn't matter. Aussie dollar, it is. The point is, yeah. you know how people talk about... 1%. 1%. Yeah, we're
0: in the 1%, so chin up.
1: Exactly. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I find interesting. Like, if you ever feel like you're, you know, you got uh, first world problems and you're not earning enough money, Mm. over thirty five k, that's that's the top one percent in the world. Yeah. Now, someone might have to uh, fact check that, but we'll say it's real. Okay. So, I want to talk about freedom, as in a lack of responsibility. So. In my recent experience most people don't actually want freedom because freedom involves responsibility yeah and most people are actually frightened of more responsibility okay so that means if you've got someone at work or someone uh, in their personal life and they're like you know I want I want more I want to take on more I want to take on more yeah when they when they do get more to take on mm. they actually don't cope they can't handle it Okay, um, because then what comes with that is accountability, yeah. and having to actually deal with that. You say this is very common. So my example is people in particular that say, let's say, don't work. Yeah, you know, and they're always like, oh, it's not fair. You've got a job, you know. There's no jobs. Yeah. Um, if they actually, if they actually had a job, they would really struggle because yeah. then what comes with that is the responsibility. So most people. You know, they they just they go on and on talking about how good everyone else has it. Yeah. Never actually make effort of their own because hmm. they're so happy there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I said this the other day to someone. Um, we were talking about movies of all things, and um, someone was telling saying how much they hated something. And I said, well, you'll find a lot of people hate a lot of shit, A lot of shit because it's far easier to hate shit. Because liking stuff takes a lot of commitment, yeah, and a lot of effort, and yeah, it's interesting. Like people will just tear stuff apart because it's just easier that way. How much commitment do you have to something you don't like? Fuck all, yeah. Except for the con- the commitment to the concept of that you don't like something, but
1: That's... if if you love something or you like it, it takes a lot more commitment, a lot more effort, and yeah, uh, I think uh, a lot of people just have have trouble making effort in general, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like effort equals more responsibility. Yeah. And that's a bad thing for most people. Yeah. Yeah. Mic drop. Okay. So something I say, some of the some of the funny silly things I say is Life is like Tetris. Yep. As the pieces come, sometimes they fit, sometimes they don't. Yep. So That analogy refers to how we react to things when they don't go our way. Yeah. Or when things happen unexpectedly and people just get really dramatic and they're like, you know, they struggle. Why me? This isn't fair and so on. Yeah. If you think about it, um, it's actually quite a silly, irrational reaction.
0: Well, yeah. if, If all the blocks in Tetris just fell down into place, it wouldn't be fun and no one would want to play it. Same as life, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that comes back. To, I can't believe I can't remember whose study it was, but someone did a study where it was basically, if you could flick a switch and wake up in a float tank tomorrow, and everything you just live your perfect life, and you don't know you're in that tank, would you do it? And about ninety percent of them were like, "No, I wouldn't do it," hmm. because deep down, everyone has this intrinsic need for real, realness,
1: and realness is reality and reality is
0: not always nice
1: no and um i guess with with realness we attach things like it we think it's more meaningful
0: yeah yeah there is there is a far more i mean for example okay this is pretty this is pretty crude but we made the joke the other day when we were fishing about prostitutes okay Okay, so if, if let's say, a young gentleman was desperate to lose his virginity. We did talk about this. That's desperate right. to lose his virginity. And he was like, you know what? I'm going skip, to skip the scary stuff, and I'm just going to go straight to the brothel hmm. and pay a lovely sex worker for the privilege of my virginity. Most people would be like, that's terrible, mate. That's ter- terrible. Yeah, you know, because it's not like you know it's how it's how like fishing would you rather go to the would you rather go to the stream and earn that fish and catch it in its wild environment or would you rather go to a synthetic environment where you just pull it out of the water and you're like yeah i mean there was, it's still the same thing you're still going home with a fish
1: yeah i think um am i simplifying it too much no i like it i think it's very fear driven yeah okay so my first thought when you said that was yeah, definitely. Every time I'll go to the stream or the river and try or and catch... Or the prostitutes. No, no, no we're throwing fishing. <laughs> Don't try and catch every me Every time out. I go to the brothel. No, every time I have that choice, trout yeah. farm or river, yeah. I'll pick the river because yeah. it's real. Yeah. It's challenging. It's difficult. It's we have re-
0: dropped into real. the trout farm
1: on the way home, but yeah, I get you. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> it's rewarding. Absolutely. We didn't buy nothing at the trout farm, though. No, we just walked in we and, just and scoffed at the prices. <clears throat> we did. <laughs> <laughs> Did the old mumbolk scoff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah mate. <laughs> okay, so it's more rewarding, yep. it's more challenging. Yeah. It's to me that equals fulfilling. It's real. It's real. Now why well, I say there's fear involved because yep. um fear of failure. Fear of it being hard work, fear of the effort involved, fear Ooh, of yeah. not getting it. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it's the easy way out, but you're guaranteed to get it yeah um and i think it depends on how much emphasis you put on whatever it is like say we're talking about um the prostitutes yeah if to that person that kid or whatever it's uh it's no big deal yeah he doesn't you know value it yeah and it's just more of a social construct of you know oh your virginity is a big deal yeah You you have to go out and lose it properly which i still don't know where, which is such a strange concept <laughs> i still I don't, don't know get what properly how you lose it like i don't i want to hear if there's anyone
0: out there who's ever had a good lost virginity story i would love to hear it because i just don't think it can end well, well i mean not well, well but i everyone mean
1: everyone loses it like, there must be a lot out there
0: well they're just tripping them over everywhere but i mean yeah. i mean more from the pers- Do you like, bury it was your okay <laughs> this is this is pretty juvenile was your your was your first time a good time no no, I don't know anyone who had a good time for their first time. <laughs> anyway, Maybe I do. <laughs> I just never asked them because I'm not that crude. Well, I am. I'm
1: kidding. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, look, we sidetracked a bit there, but yeah, you I got me all was, fired up. Yeah, I think there was a, a bit of uh, substance in it, definitely. Um, so yeah. the struggle and
0: the 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 pain. Of going through the real process is sometimes worth it because if it was given, it's always to us, worth it. We wouldn't want it. Oh, it's it's not it's not it's. I know what you're saying. It's hard to. I'm struggling to articulate it. Yeah,
1: but I know what you mean. It's like having the cheat codes. If everyone had the cheat code, the game wouldn't be that fulfilling. Whenever I think about doing something that requires effort or challenging or something that's a big deal, um, you know, after learning about a lot of the Buddhism stuff, yeah, um. Combined with, I guess, different business books, which kind of sounds odd, but they're actually in line. Um, I try and work out with what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Is it fear holding me back, or okay. is it love driving me? Oh, I like that. Yeah. So I so with fishing, you know, it's 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 the love and the passion of that that drives me to do it. Yeah. With the stuff that I don't do. Yeah. Um, like, uh fuck, washing not, dishes. No, that's no you're a
0: Nazi about that.
1: I've seen it happen. Yeah, that's ironic, saying it to a Jew. <laughs> I stand by my decision in words. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, fear holds most people back from yeah. what they really want to do yeah. or should be doing. Anyway, fear just being is a the little bit of dark side. philosophical. That's true. I heard Yoda say that. Yeah. Um, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> Jedi Bank. So with this Tetris analogy, right? Yeah. I want to I just say a little bit of uh, the Buddhism stuff okay. that we both learn and, and really like. And that is, the, they had a really good analogy for it. They say that life is like an ocean and in an ocean, there's always waves. Yeah. Except for those really rare days where it's That's flat. when you want to be on the bay. But it, you Yeah, you do. Let's not get sidetracked though. Okay. But even then, there's still the swell of the ocean. Yeah. So in the ocean you have waves and you have swell, the two different things. So the swell is created by the currents, I yeah. believe, and the waves are created by the wind. Okay. Mostly. Yeah. No expert. But you, you get the gist. Got it. So the point of it is the analogy is that life is like an ocean. Now if we're sitting in an ocean in a little boat or a little raft and the waves are coming and there's small waves, medium waves, big waves, the big wave comes, knocks us over. We're not going to be like fucking dumb wave, are we? <laughs> We're going to be like, yeah, I'm in an ocean. Like, you know, whether it's a good scenario or a bad. Like, say you, you've you're uh, you're on a you're in a boat fishing, yeah, and a big wave knocks you over. You're not going to get angry at that wave. Life no. is exactly the same. Yeah, when things happen and things change and they don't go our way, we go fuck that thing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's whereas so the point of this is to work on acceptance. Yeah. And accept things as they are and not react as big and as ridiculous. Well, by the true definition definition
0: of nature, it's just doing its nature. The wave's nature is to be a wave. Yes, it but doesn't. we're
1: designed and we've been uh, convinced to react to the things. Yeah. We're, that's yeah. how we've been uh, conditioned. Yeah. And it's not healthy. How
0: often do people like, yell at the TV? Yeah. The dog. Well, I mean, the dog, well, a little less than the dog, but the dog's still pretty pretty traffic. Yeah. You know, my favourite one is you're not stuck in traffic. You are traffic. I'm going to insert a gong behind that. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) But how good's that? It is good. Yeah. You love it. It's really difficult to practice this, though. It is, and that's the one thing that I struggle with. You know, we'll go up to... um, up to the Buddhist temple and we'll sit through a class. And I leave there. I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I am. I can re- do. I am anything. ready. Yeah, yeah. I am ready. Well, <laughs> not ready for that, but you know, I'm I'm ready for like, bring it on, world. I've got it. Yeah. And then something happens, and you're just like, "Oh the fuck!" And you just <laughs> you're back, and I'm plugged in again, and I'm like, "Damn it!" Like, and then yep. it's so quick to come out of that stuff. I think, I think that's one of the biggest. Biggest learning curves is learning to to not actually buy into that shit because it's so easy to,
1: like you know I yeah like I said you, well it all leads to little anxieties yeah and they build up and then before you know it we're overwhelmed, but it all starts with that with one and you've just well yes and no it all it, it all starts with our past traumas we know that
0: yeah but I mean it's still triggered by something you still choose to react or not react a certain way. If Not always. You can okay.
1: react subconsciously. Okay. I've yeah. seen
0: it. Can you do a little bit of research for that for me and bring it to me next week? No, nah, I'm just saying it. No, you can <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course I Talk can Talk about some yeah, look up some but, some, um,
1: some. Well, apparently there I recently um was informed that there's things called schemas. Okay. Yeah, okay, which aren't... is which is uh a reaction or a change in personality due to past traumas. Okay. Um, so, yeah, apparently uh, schema is a cognitive science. Okay. It describes a pattern of thought or behavior that organizes categories of yeah. information and the relationship among them. So, for example, uh, a schema is the way we react to things yep. due to past um, incidents. Okay. All right, so I'm going to go through a list of schemas. Do it. Hit me with them. This won't take too long. So abandonment, mistrust, yep. emotional deprivation, defectiveness slash shame, social isolation, dependence or codependence, yep. vulnerability, uh, enti- entitlement, grandiosity, that's in line with a narcissist, Yeah. failure to achieve, um, insufficient self control self sacrifice approval seeking we know some people like that, yeah always needing approval, negativity, emotional inhibition, and unrelenting standards, for example so yeah that's so a, a
0: schema is is a term for a certain type of behavior yes okay,
1: yeah. So it's pretty much always put it in
0: a sentence for me. Oh, it's like what they're doing the kids who are spelling pee. Fuck!
1: Can I have it in a sentence? So it's the um, it's the process in which someone reacts to something or someone. So it's like the official word for hashtag triggered. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Basically, when someone's triggered. You're welcome, millennials. <laughs> Yeah, so the only way to deal with your schemas or um, work through them is with therapy. Okay. Yeah, and that's called schema therapy. So it's a specific type of therapy? Yeah. So okay. it's um. Yeah, it's also similar to uh, that, uh, I think, CBD. The CDB. Cognitive Behavioural? CBT, so Cog- Cognitive Brain
0: Therapy. Nah, let's look it up. Don't guess, let's get it right. It's the Google race now. I heard I was literally hearing someone talking about it cognitive behavioral therapy.
1: Okay. CBT. So CBT. C B D is never done. It was on my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Yeah. Thank you, Alex, for informing me about schemas. Thanks,
0: Alex. All right, ready for our first email? Can I rock you with our first email?
1: Yes, you may rock me. Okay, boom, 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 this
0: is from an anonymous female listener. I am jealous, and I can't hide it. I've always had a chronic illness, and I was not sure if I could have children. Through the years, more and more of my friends started having families, and I grew increasingly bitter and jealous. And often isolated myself from the group, from group gatherings, where I needed to congratulate them or meet their babies. This year, we welcomed a little boy after four years of planning. I don't, th- I didn't think having a bub would make everything perfect. However, I did think I would no longer feel the cold stab of jealousy, and look forward, and looked forward to the new me. My friends just announced their pregnancy, and I instantly felt bitter, angry, and jealous. I, was e- I wasn't even able to congratulate them after they were so super supportive of me. How do I get through these feelings and stop them from controlling me? So this is a person who's had a lifelong, a lifelong um, illness and issues. I'm not sure what, but let's say, I don't know, something that could jeopardize them maybe like diabetes or something, if you had a baby with diabetes. I don't know, something. There's some issue that could affect her having ch- children, basically. So yeah. after a long time of planning, they had a child. She was hoping that having the child, now that she's got her own child, she wouldn't feel jealous about other people having child and other people... Other children. Children and other pe- and being jealous and envious of that situation. So after she's had one, she's still jealous. Yes. So she's had friends that were very supportive of her during her dilemmas and they've just announced that they're having a baby and she's like, motherfucker. And it's come back, that feeling of like, what the fuck? Like, I I
1: worked so hard, tried so hard. It was so difficult for me. Yeah. I mean, my first unqualified thought (laughs) is that um, what she's feeling is completely misguided. Okay. In what way? That's my first thought. Um, I'll play devil's advocate. I'm gonna say you be hu- you be you be bad cop. I'll be good cop. Well, I'm not gonna be bad cop. You bad cop. I'm just right. gonna be uh, honest opinion. You want to do what he says. So <laughs> he's a bad cop. I'm <laughs> I'm not a bad cop. <laughs> Go bad cop. <laughs> All right, I'll be bad cop. So having a chronic illness, I can't imagine that must be really hard to grow up and live with a chronic illness. Yeah. Um, that in itself is very traumatic. Yeah. Now, do you know? Well, I guess it's an anonymous person, but I've got a little bit of backstory because there was some stuff given to me. But these are just the. the I would I would hope that this person, at least once in their life, has had some kind of uh, psychotherapy. Okay, so some kind of therapy. Answer that, or uh, talk to a psychologist um, about because that's not a normal upbringing. Unfortunately, like it's horrible that someone, that people need to go through that and are born with, um, you know, chronic illness. Yeah. Now, um, yeah, I would imagine that that in itself is, would create jealousy of everyone else. Everyone else is normal. Absolutely. So, So that's why I feel like there's this void within this person, potentially, that that can't really be filled because they have to they have to work on themselves first as an individual, and they possibly thought by having a baby that would fill that void, but clearly it hasn't. Yeah. Because after having that, it didn't bring them the happiness that they wanted. Yeah. Um, and so they're straight back onto grasping at what other people have. Yeah. Yeah. That's my pithy answer. So, what would what <laughs> what's what's the solution, Bag Hop? The solution I would say is try try a therapist, try a, a psychologist with that specific issue, or would you go in with no? Start at the start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and and if that one doesn't work for you, try another one. So, uh, um, otherwise, uh. I would recommend looking into Buddhism to try and find a bit more inner peace and be a bit more mindful yeah um, be a bit more present because if you're grasping at what other people have, yeah. that tells me that you're not you're not being present yeah um, because you're looking externally to fix an internal problem okay well,
0: I have the added advantage that you don't have, which is access to, <laughs> early access to the emails. maybe you're a bad cop no no, no. I'm I'm going to come I'm going to come out with what I think is a, essentially a potential therapy that you can do. That that will help, and I it came to me today.
1: So sorry about the noise. So I put the aircon on. That's cool. It was quite hot. I thought they'd just be quiet, critique? It just
0: sounds like the cool breezes of the ocean. Just think of it as the mood yeah, mood it, noise, it, people. It actually,
1: it's cool. put a, some whale music in there as. It's actually called ocean con is it really mitsubishi <laughs> okay
0: so when i was reading this the first thing that popped up into my head was you might remember this as well um in the book that we were both reading recently um lost connections there is a chapter towards the end where they talk about the getting over the obsession of yourself yes um one of the, one of the forms of therapy that his friend that he talks to about practices is called sympathetic joy and do you remember this I've part i've heard of this yeah okay. i remember this okay now that's what it's called in english but it actually has there's a it's got its own name in i'm assuming i don't know if this is a buddhist term but it's mudita 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 mudita, mudita. okay now um it comes from a place of basically it 's a form of meditation and it 's a form of practice which basically you um, you you put yourself in a position where you challenge yourself to practice getting joy out of other people 's successes and joys.
1: yes, that kind of goes in line with just being grateful. True, but this is a specific form of meditation. I I might... Mm. Okay. Apparently, there's studies that have been done that show people who are more grateful um, are much happier people. Yeah. You want me to read it? Yeah, you go. The traditional paradynamic... No, that ain't right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking mouthful. The traditional paradigmatic (laughs) what that is a weird word the traditional example of this mind state is the attitude of a parent observing a growing child's accomplishments and successes mudita should not be confused with pride as a person feeling mudita may not have any interest or direct income from the accomplishments of the other mudita is a pure joy unadulterated by self-interest When we can be happy of the joys of other, the joys other beings feel, it's called mudita. The opposite word is invidia. Well, we don't need the, see, that's the bad cop in you coming out, trying to bring out the opposite out. (laughs) Give me that. Buddhist (laughs) teachers interpret mudita more broadly as inner spring of infinite joy that is available to everyone at all times, regardless of circumstances. The more deeply one drinks of the spring, the more securely one becomes in one's own abundant happiness. The more bountiful it becomes to relish the joy of other people.
0: So, again, it's, it's, it's very easy to say, but when you actually do... So, this is a form of... So, it's of, like the opposite of jealousy. Absolutely. Right. Now, there's actual meditations that they do, basically, where so you think of someone that you love and you care about. And the first part of the meditation would be to think about them and go and find something that they've accomplished that brings you, that that you're, and have joy for that. Like that person got a new job. That's so great. I'm so happy for them. That's awesome. You do that. Then you find someone that, you know, just an acquaintance. You don't dislike them by any chance. And you do the same for them. You look for a reason and you go over it. And then you work your way down until you get to someone, you know, that you're sort of not really, you don't really like that much. But you look for something in their life or an accomplishment that they've got, and you find joy in it. And so, you, not even a stranger, someone that you actually don't like. You much. get there, yeah. You work your way down. Now, I'm going to put, I'm going to put links in the show notes. I'm going to see if I can find a good explanation of this online because it's it's in the book Lost Connections, and it's I a chapter it. in there. And and I can't stress this enough. Anyone can go on the internet, sign up to Audible, and get a free account for a month, and then you get a free credit, and you can get it. There is nothing to lose. This book is—it's fucking brilliant. It's a, it's, brilliant. it's really worth getting on there, and it's the best book I've ever listened to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seriously,
0: um, though, yeah, it's it's really worthwhile. But they go through it in a little bit more in depth, and I will find a better explanation. And if I can find a nice little five minute one, I'll pop it in right now. But essentially, you work your way down until you find someone that you actively don't like, hmm. and you and you practice over and over again in this meditation of the. Finding joy in something that
1: they've accomplished—I'd imagine that that would change your perception of someone you don't like in a positive way. Absolutely, and you basically that that like look in the in the perfect world, you get to a
0: place where you can just again, you had so much joy from other people's successes because you get over that point of that envy and that jealous jealousness, where you can enjoy other people's successes. And God, it would be hard. And for the person who's written in, who's in this position it hmm. wouldn't be a fucking walk in the park no way when you've got a lifetime of of your all own top, personal traumas resentment to yeah and people. like it would be massive but i think that coupled with like looking into like you know like you said therapies i think it would be a really good way and it's something that you can do by yourself there's a lot of what do we call it medita 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 um guided meditations on on youtube Yep. And, you know, they go for about half an hour to, to 50 minutes,
1: depending on them. It's interesting that you're talking about this because I feel like years ago, I actually struggled to be happy for other people. I did. Yeah. I still do sometimes. I, I was even, yeah, I was, I could be jealous of people. Yeah. Like if someone won money on a Lotto ticket <laughs> or someone got a <laughs> high, or high paying a job or yeah right <laughs> yeah i would be like motherfucker
0: yeah i still struggle with it i'll be honest 100 percent. i still struggle with it. yeah I, so it resonated with me a little bit because i'm like i i can relate to this not maybe not dumb because we should be happy for people absolutely and it's it's such a toxic thing that we hang on to and no one else experiences but you but no one can
1: no it's in your own
0: mind it is completely it is completely um your own and you carry it with you. And that's why it's such a cool thing that you could look into. And if it does work, I'm not sure. I might try it and see how I go. Even if it can just bring that level of envy and jealousy down a little bit, like that might help
1: just just calm the waters a little bit. Well, it would do a lot. I think so. It would help with um, being more mindful, more yeah. present, enjoying what you have. Yeah. Um, and just really respecting other people
0: as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you, person, for writing in. We've got more emails that I'll get to maybe next time. But um, if you would like to email us with anything to talk about or your own problems, get in touch with us at therealistpod at com, and um, we'll get back to you. But I reckon um, that'll about do us. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good session. That's awesome. All right, well, thanks for joining us and um, thanks for having us in your house, Stevie. You're welcome. Love doing it. Thanks for
1: setting up all the gear. Yeah.